Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, April the 3rd, 2022, and we are here to talk about a really packed 12-game NBA slate for the Coach Talk team. Representing today is myself, Joe Scarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and the one and only, she just goes, she's so big now, she just goes by Deb. <laughs> you don't even have to say Deb Lutz, because she's now known in DFS circles as just Deb. Is that like Beyonce? Or... Like Beyonce, Madonna, you know, it's just Deb. Deb's got this covered, so how you doing today, Deb? Awesome. Awesome. It's, uh, I was kind of checking these games out last night and boy, is it a, uh, a crazy pack slate well, we're going to go through. We were, you know, we were chatting a little bit and this, the last week before the end of the season is always crazy. Some people say, well, I'm just taking it off and waiting for the playoffs, but listen, I'm telling you, there's a major edge to be had us crazy people like me that are watching every single piece of information you can get some awesome uh, edges in some of these games. And I've done it before, really hammered the last week of the season when some teams have given up, some teams are trying to qualify, people sitting in out. So it's, you know, it'll be night and day to how we break these games down for the playoffs. But I'm telling you, stick with us this week. And I think we're going to win some money. Totally agree. I think we're going to be giving out some nuggets this morning for sure. Denver Nuggets is that is that <laughs> <laughs> all right? I hear, we don't I hear have, somebody agrees there in the background. Yeah, we had a we had somebody Camp. say yes. There's going to be Nuggets uh, given out, but we have um, a lot to do here. I will say this real quickly: our presenting sponsors, Prize Picks. We've been red hot in Prize Picks, and I always knock on wood because I'm superstitious just for that. Uh, but we're still in that 80% win range. If you go to PrizePicks.com and hit uh, use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, you get up to 100 bucks free. They'll match up to 100 bucks on that first deposit if you use the promo code COACHTALK. So jump on prize picks. We love it. And then DFS-wise, what we decided to do here, I know a lot of people will just do the main slate, et cetera, but uh, between DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo, there's 9 million different slates. It's all chopped up and all over the place. DraftKings has four different ones. You could play an all day on you. So we're going to go over all 12, let you build your lineups from there, and then we're going to be supplying all kinds of stuff for our members. So come and join us. This is your chance. DFSCoachTalk.com. Use, uh, you can sign up for even a three-day pass for $10. Try us out. You're going to love it. All right, Deb, we're not playing around today. No messing around. All right. First game, 1 p.m. There's two 1 p.m. games. The first one is the Washington Wizards and Boston Celtics. Boston favored by a big 13 and a half. It is a 223 total, 104.75 implied for Washington, 118.25 implied for the Boston Celtics. Players out for Washington are Carey and Kuzma. And for Boston, uh, we have a probable tag on Jason Tatum. And we know Robert Williams is already out. On the game set, it is pace terrible here, Deb. 23rd and 24th, respectively. Uh, defense, however, is um, a little bit different. We have Washington terrible and Boston are, are the studs defensively. So 
Uh, big question mark here on how much do you want to jump in this. If you're playing the early slate, certainly you want to have some type of exposure. But with this big spread, are, do you have any confidence in uh, really honing in on anybody in this game? Yeah, it's, you know, um, slow pace, um, great defense from Boston, uh, and a big spread. Washington is not very exciting for me here at all. Um, they have nothing to play for. And playing against that number one defense, there's, there's, you know, Washington's been a team we've, we've been able to get some good value on, um, you know, the past few weeks with Kuzma out, but uh, no one's priced that low. And so certainly on a, on a 12 game slate, I'm a full pass. Um, you know, I'd be interested to hear if you have a, a nugget or two on the, on the smaller slate, but I wasn't, I wasn't too excited. I think on any given night, Hachimura, Avdija or Kispert can, uh, you know, hit their value, but Tough, tough call here for me. Um, on the Boston side, uh, you know, they're still going for number one seed. Right. Um, and they're at home. Um, I I do have a couple of players I like here. I really like Horford. With Williams out, um, he should be getting 33 plus minutes. He's a he's a pretty good fantasy uh, point per minute guy. He's right. only 6,400 on FanDuel. Um, so, and he will qualify for the... Uh, power forward slot as well as center. So I, I like him a lot here. I think he's uh, real solid to hit value. Um, Tatum's a little too high for me, particularly on the bigger slate. I am right. tempted by Brown at 8,000 on FanDuel, 8,400 on DK. You know, he's going up against CP, uh, KCP defense. That's pretty good defense, but um, he's been, uh, he's been playing well um, now that he's uh, no longer injured. And uh, I think that's a, there's not a lot of guys at that price point today who I like. So I'm definitely eyeing Brown. I'm with you. You know, it's pretty simple for me, uh, you know, for the 12 game slate playing a bigger slate here, I'm going to pass this game pretty simply. I just don't feel like anything fits well enough, but for the early slate, if you're playing a two or three gamer, um, I do like a little bit of value here with Sadoransky at 4-6 and Denny Avdi at 5-6 off the bench. Those two are the ones that jump up to me. For Boston, again, you know, how long does this game stay close? I agree with you. Horford has really uh, turned it up since Robert Williams went down. 6-9 uh, is fair. My only concern is I think, you know, one, if this game gets a little out of hand, he could be one of the first guys out because he wanted the older players. They want to rest them, especially with Williams being out extended. So I'm a little on the fence with Williams, but I, or Horford, but I do understand what you're saying there. I'm thinking about Grant Williams though, at four five, he is getting a lot of minutes and he produces decently. He's quietly gets you. He's not going to, you know, his ceiling's not going to blow you out of the, the room, but he's, his floor has gotten much, much better. Uh, the guy on the small slate, though, that I'm, I'd go right after here is Tatum. Not going to mess around. 10-4, I think if the game does blow out fairly fast, he's going to be the key guy. I think he's – I don't think uh, the Wizards have a good matchup for him. They may try Hashimura on him. I'm not sure. But I think Tatum – you know, this is a 55-60 burger for Tatum with three quarters played, in my opinion. So great play for me on the – early slate for Tatum with a couple of those other value plays and on the uh, full slate, uh, I'll pass. So that's about it. That's good. Game two, the other one o'clock game, 
So that's the two-game slate if you're playing that one. It's the Dallas Mavericks and Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's favored by six. It's a 226.5 total, 110.25 implied for Dallas, 116.25 for the Milwaukee Bucks. For Dallas, we have Maxi Kleba is probable. Guys that are out are Brown, Burke, Hardaway, and Pinson. And then for Milwaukee, the only designation is Giannis, but he is probable and totally expect him to play today. As far as the game set, Dallas, slowest team in the league at 30th. Milwaukee, 7th, so good pace up for the Mavs in that sense. Big pace down for the Bucks. Defensively, Dallas is 7th, and Milwaukee a little bit better than uh, middle of the pack at 14th. So I know our man Josh Crash Davis <laughs> is high on both Luka and Giannis today. Are you in his camp here? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, again, another another game that's a playoff-like atmosphere. Um, I think both these game, both these teams are going to be playing hard. Very little, uh, very few injuries here. Um, so I do like both of these big guys. I mean, particularly in a in a two game slate. Um, on the Milwaukee side, um, you know, Giannis at eleven five on Fanduel, twelve K on DK gets a bit pricey there. But a tough matchup inside for for Dallas. I mean, we've seen Dallas against you know anyone who can play an inside game and. They're not very, they're not very good. So um, he's likely to be, you know, one of my payup guys. He's certainly in my, in my top three considerations. Um, and if I do go after him, I'm less likely to go for Middleton and, um, and Holiday. And Holiday has been priced way up. Um, and I think against uh, Dallas's respectable defense, I don't think he has, you know, one of his ceiling games. So um, on the high end on Milwaukee, I like Giannis. Um, from a value standpoint, I, li- I like Lopez. I'm going to go back to Lopez. Oh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's dead to me after that last game. That yeah, I know. Gone. It was, I mean, it was a tough one. That was surprising. But I got it, you know, against uh, against Dallas again. That's That's got to be the, uh, it's got to be the one where he, uh, where he breaks it. So um, it's, a, it's a good matchup. And I like him. Um, you know, Luca. I took a look, has yet to play Milwaukee this year, interestingly enough. They've only had one right. matchup. He was not in, um, you know, uh, but he's just been on fire. Um, he does get tough Drew Holiday defense. Um, so he's probably a little, for, on, the, on the main slate, he's probably a little lower down for me at that price point um, versus a Luca and, or excuse me, versus a Giannis and, and Embiid and a couple of other guys. Um, but, you know, I, I take him over Tatum on the, on the two game slate. And uh, um, uh, so I think he's, he's definitely for consideration. My only other consideration on Dallas is, is I'm going back to Bullock as well. He has done, he's done right by me. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee's potential weakness is the three pointer. Um, and Bullock is only four seven on DK, four five on Fanduel, and he's hit seventeen threes in his last four games. Right. So he's, he is such a streak shooter; it's unbelievable. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping he keeps that streak going alive today uh, against sort of the faster paced Milwaukee, and I'm I'm eyeing him. I like it. Great analysis. I agree with a lot of it. I, Giannis is my favorite play in this game. You know, I'll use him on a lot of my all day slates. I'll also use them on the two-game slates. Giannis and, and Tatum will be my buy-ups. I'm not going to go to Luka today. I, I mean, it's in Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I think it's just the matchup is still uh, 
it doesn't matter who guards him because they're going to run a bunch of stuff. But the, the thing, the reason I'm not playing Luca though is Milwaukee with Brooke and Giannis and the way they run their defense, they're not going to get a lot of the cheap uh, pick and roll stuff up high with Dwight Powell and, and some of the other bigs. They're going to have to really work the ball. And, you know, I think Luca uh, is going to get a lot of assists here because I think they're going to, they're going to run some, uh, uh, doubles at him. I also think in taking away some of that pick and roll, he's going to have to find some spot up shooters. And that's why, you know, the guys I'm looking at, like you, Reggie Bullock's hot. Uh, again, like you said, they can make, <clears throat> you can make threes against them. And I also like Spencer Dinwiddie here as, yeah. uh, also because, you know, he'll come in with that second unit and he should be able to scorch some of these Milwaukee second unit players. He can knock down some threes. And I, I like the secondary plays there with Bullock and Dinwiddie, uh, you know, for some good value. And really not going to mess with the rest of the Milwaukee squad uh, just because Dallas does play so slow. I think, uh, you know, the main usage will go to Giannis. And again, you know, to take a 12K guy like Giannis in a, against the slowest and good defensive team like Dallas is a risk. There's no doubt. But I do think everything's going to run through Giannis. They want to win this game. They're in a playoff hunt race. And I just think it's a, a good spot for him. Yeah, totally great. Good call on Dinwiddie. I kind of eyed him and thought maybe he was a little pricey, but I do like your, I mean, that fast pace. I do like your point about him really being able to take advantage of the second unit. Well, it's, I appreciate it. And, you know, he'll be so low owned too. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, if you can grab a guy, like we've had a few guys recently, you know, 1% ownership, that, oh, you know, huge. we had uh, Killian Hayes the other day, a 50 burger, you know, at 1% or less, that makes a big difference uh, in your huge. build if you can knock one of those out of the park. But uh, all right, let's cool. dive into the three thirty game. Uh, it's the Denver Nuggets and LA Lakers. Denver's favored by three. It's a 232 total. So nice number there. 117 and a half implied for Denver, 114 and a half uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Injury-wise, Denver uh, has Kanchar, Murray, Najee, and Porter out. For the Lakers, of course, LeBron James and Anthony Davis questionable. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is probable. For the game set here, you've got um, Denver 21st in pace, the Lakers 8th, but defense is not good. Denver 19 and the Lakers 22. So first question, do you expect LeBron and AD to play in, in pretty much elimination type situation almost? Uh, and how do you see this game rolling? Man, you know, I may have only been doing this podcast with you for two weeks, but, you know, for those listening, they know I hate picking the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, they've been such a mess. Um, you know, there was a there was a um, April 1st uh, tweet from LeBron saying, OK, guys, see you next season. I'm done. And yeah. I think maybe that's what it should have done. Maybe um, that was in his back of his mind. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, LeBron and AD came out last game. They both played. They both played well, and they still lost. So I, you know, I, I, I do think they play at this point. I think they're they're gonna they're gonna give it every every chance. You know, every shot. Um, I do think they play. 
I think they play well, um, you know, against um, Denver's defense um, so that, you know, they could both be in consideration for me. I just, you know, depending on when the news comes out, I don't, I almost don't even want to deal with it on a, on a 12 game slate. There's enough good guys. I'd rather just say, Hey, you know, I'm going to take, you know, something that's more certain. Um, So um, I'm, I'm, I'm more likely to stay away in total. And, and as far as the rest of the team goes, I'm not interested in Westbrook or the revolving door they have at the other positions. So that would be, you know, a pass for me on the rest of that. Right. Denver's a different story for me. Um, they can land anywhere from third to seventh place right now in the West. Right. Um, and I would think they'd motivate, be motivated to get the home, uh, you know, home arena advantage, particularly in Denver. Yeah. Um, I, I like Jokic a lot. Um, you know, how do, you never, you never not like Jokic. So I like him a lot. Um, love to fit in both he and someone like Giannis surrounded by value. Um, but if I can choose only one, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm actually leaning towards Jokic. Um, wow. I also like the, uh, although, although that may change with some of the other center value coming up later, but, um, I also like the point guards for Denver here a lot. Uh, the Lakers give up the most points in the league to point guards. Right. Morris is a very good value at 4,800 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DK. He's been playing more consistently, um, and I really like Highland off the bench at, at yeah. 5K. Um, so, um, you know, I feel like uh, this is going to be a stars and scrubs sort of lineup for me. And uh, um, so looking at Jokic and then a couple of value plays on Denver. Yeah, I you know, I am not crazy about this game, even though it's got that 232 total. I do know also, you know, elimination type games, it's going to be real for the Lakers. Uh because they're really desperately trying to get into that, or maybe they're not. Who the heck knows anymore? But I just look at it this way. If if Davis sits, I'm going to play LeBron. If LeBron sits, I'll probably play Davis. That, I'm not going to play them unless one of those guys sits. Okay. If they both play along with Westbrook, you know, they're just too expensive. 8-8, 11-3, and 9-2, and they're playing terrible basketball. I mean, it's... I just don't see the risk. I know there's ceiling there, but, you know, with all of them playing, uh, it just doesn't make sense for me. And, you know, I agree with you. The secondary guys, you know, Monk let me down the other day, but then he had a big game after. You just never know. Um, And Dwight Howard, way too risky. So I'm not going to mess with the Lakers unless we get news that that one of the main guys is out. Uh, But I think they probably play. For Denver, I'm not going to go with Jokic today. I think Jokic at 12-5 is, is expensive on a humongous slate like this with a million centers of value that I want to play. Uh, can he break the slate? Sure. Maybe LA keeps the game close. The Joker plays a ton of minutes. Uh, you know, you, there's no number that's you can count him out of. But I just think, you know, Dwight Howard's going to try to pack the bananas out of them. They're going to try to, you know, uh, do what they can to to uh, push the ball away from him in the paint. Uh, don't know if they'll be successful because the Joker can do it pretty much from anywhere, but just don't like the feel, the setup. Maybe Denver smacks him. You never know. And then, uh, you know, he loses minutes there. I just don't feel comfortable buying up to him. And nobody else from Denver in this game really uh, excites me. It is an important game for them. Like you said, trying to get that home 
uh, game for the playoffs. But I do, you know, I'm tempted with Morris and Highland just like you. 5-2 and 5K. I almost like Highland more, uh, even though Morris has played well lately too. Um, I just, uh, I feel like uh, one of those point guards with how horrible the defense is on the Lakers' backcourt, um, I think would be a, a reasonable play. So maybe a one-off value play, but is definitely not going to be my key game of the day. All right, game four, before we get into sort of the main slate here, it's a five o'clock, even weirder game time against two teams that are way eliminated. It's the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers. Indiana's favored by two and a half. It's a 231 and a half total. Nice total here. 114 and a half implied for Detroit, 117 implied uh, for the Indiana Pacers. Lots of information here. The big one being Kate Cunningham is questionable, sort of the most important piece in this game. And then you've got Corey Joseph, doubtful. Marvin Bagley is uh, out. For Indiana, Bataze questionable, also very important. Why they keep listing Brogdon is questionable is one of the great <laughs> mysteries of the the dude has a sore Achilles or all this stuff. They're already eliminated. Why are they playing Brogdon? I don't get it. He'll probably sit. Yep, right, right. And then Duarte and McConnell are out. So Game set on this one, you know, this is one of those games that nobody on earth cares about unless you're a diehard Pistons or Pistons exactly. or if you're a DFS player, because I think there's some great plays here. Decent pace, 13th and 17th, horrific defense, 23rd and 28th. I like some guys here, Deb. Am I crazy? I am. I am right there with you, coach. Two All teams. right. Two teams with very little defense and nothing to play for. Sounds like fun. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the only thing that makes me nervous, particularly on the Detroit side, I got killed on Friday when they decided to sit their starters. Oh, that the was half. So who knows who's actually going to play? But there's values galore in this game, um, which, again, with, with my stars and scrubs approach, I love it. Um, so, you know, how do we choose wisely, right? I, I'm, uh, I'm not counting on Cunningham. I think he doesn't come back to play. Okay. Um, therefore, uh, where's the offense going to come from? I'm going to look to Bay um, on FanDuel. He's 5,300. Now on DK, he's 7,000. Again, that's one of those. He's been inconsistent on those two sites a number of times. Way down. Um, so he's 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 uh, he's almost a lock for me on FanDuel at that price point. But uh, right. I will not be going to him on DK. Um, I also like Stewart against a weak indie front court. So 5,500 on FanDuel, 5,100 on DK. He's been playing really well. Um, you know, Bagley's out, so he'll get more of, uh, more of those rebounds. Um, uh, I like him a lot. You know, Hayes was a monster on Friday and that was an awesome pick you guys made. Um, but I'm not going back to him. I can't believe he's he's up to seven thousand on Fanduel. That's nuts. Crazy. Um, and fifty nine hundred on DK. It feels like a trap to me. Um, I'm not going back to him. I think he'll play well, but I think it's going to be tough for him to hit that number. Um, the one real sneaky play that I like is Olenek. He's thirty five hundred on DK. He sat out for rest in the last game. Bagley's out this game, so they're going to need to play him. And uh, I think he does really well against this indie indie front court, and I think he smashes that thirty five hundred. 
Now, I am looking at the two sites that have the players. They don't have Kelly O listed on either lineup. So has he been eliminated uh, for the season by any chance? I don't know. That that would be a change from last night. Um, well, I'm going to look into this while you're talking yeah. about so, uh, the other side. Okay. Yeah, that would be interesting. I had him. I had him on DK. So. Okay, go ahead and uh, yep. jump into this other team, and I'll find out. Yeah. So on on Indy, um, I also like a couple of plays. So you know, like you, I'm going to assume that Brogdon sits. Um, Halliburton is um, 8600 on Fanduel. Um, I like him better than <clears throat> above 9000 on DK. But at 8600 on Fanduel, I think it's a great matchup for him. I think a triple double from Halliburton is not out of the question against Detroit. Um, so I really like him. Um, Heald is reasonably priced at 6K on FanDuel and 6,700 on DK. And he's had uh, last outing against um, Detroit. He had 38 fantasy points. So he's sort of right in that, in that sweet spot of the 5X plus 10. Um, so he's someone who I will consider. And then, uh, you know, I guess the question coaches, as far, as far as the backcourt goes, which is a little messy right now, um, do you think it's time to go back to Jalen Smith at only 5K on uh, FanDuel and 5,300 on DK? Uh, you know, I'm a, a monster Jalen Smith fan. It's just the question is, what are the minutes going to be? You know, yeah. that's the concern I have. Exactly. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's someone I'm going to continue to look at throughout the day. Make sure we get news on is Batazzi playing, Brissett playing. And, right. and if one of those guys is out, I'd, I'd be putting uh, Smith in. It seems like they're, for some reason, Carlisle's decided, though, that they don't want to, like, play and start him and play him monster minutes. Yeah. It's it's odd. Um, that, But I do like Jalen Smith. I'm with you there. Um, anything else from, from that game? That is it. That is it for me from that game. Okay. And I, I looked into Kelly O. He, he sat the second night of a back-to-back. -back. He is eligible to play in this game. Uh, why uh, he's not listed on one of my uh, breakouts here, I'm not sure, but he could be a phenomenal play. He really could. Here's the thing, though. They used Isaiah Livers in that spot. I know. I know. So that's the only concern there. But I'll tell you this. On Detroit side, I still like Killian Hayes at the 5'9 number. I'm very comfortable with that. And if Kate Cunningham sits, then I'm playing Killian Hayes on both, not just because he crushed for me the other day. I just think – I saw the light uh, switch flip for him about a week and a half, two weeks ago, where he was like, I can play. I'm, I want my position solidified. And I think he wants to be the starting point guard on this team alongside Kate Cunningham next year. And I think he plays great again. So uh, the only thing at 7K, if Cunningham does play, is a little rich. I do like Bate, you know, for sure on um, FanDuel with that cheap price. And, you know, I'm going to consider – uh, depending on the news, Livers, Stewart, or Kellyo, I want to have a couple of Pistons here. I know, you know, it was a stinger for the way he rotated guys the other day, but it was a back-to-back -back in that scenario. It's a different situation here. So, you know, I could have a, a Hazel Linick or uh, Bay, you know, let's hope Cunningham sits because then the rest of those guys become a lot more uh, playable. For the Pacers, you know, that's the team and the coach I don't trust. Carlisle gets real wonky in, in times like this. 
Halliburton looks like a fantastic play at 9-3, but with Halliburton, Hield, Brissett, Taylor, Bertaze, Smith, Anderson, Jackson, Washington, Stevenson, and Sykes, you got 11 guys that he still has some opportunity to play here. Now, if one or two of them are out and it shortens the bench a little bit, possibly, but I don't know if I want to pay 9-3 for, for Halliburton. I could stomach maybe the 6-7 for Heald or the, the 6-1 for Bitaze if they're in for sure. But other than that, I think he's going to be rotating a lot of guys. Uh, you know, And I need to see a little coach speak on this first before mm-hmm. I feel comfortable. Because the last thing you want to do on a slate this size is put a guy in there and he plays 12 minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get down to the the nitty gritty here. The main slate uh, we have, and it's been, we've been going a while already. There's two games at six o'clock. Remember, on Sundays, uh, generally the six o'clock games are included uh, in the main slate. So the first one is a really good one, fun game to watch. Philadelphia and Cleveland. Philadelphia is favored by four and a half. It's a two twenty four and a half total. One fourteen and a half implied for Philly. One ten implied for the Cleveland Cavaliers. No injuries reported at all for Philly. For Cleveland, you have Rondo, questionable, and then the two bigs, doubtful, in Allen and Mobley. So more than likely, Cleveland has to face the big man Embiid with no bigs themselves. Probably going to be Moses Brown on the the, uh, two-way contract here, uh, having to face up against Embiid. So is Embiid a building block for you? Yeah, so, um, you know, they're both on the second night of a back-to-back. These two teams played each other a couple of weeks ago. Philly did right. come out on top, but it was a close game. So this game, I expect this game to stay close. Um, they did have a, a more viable center in that game, Cleveland did. Um, but, you know, Moses Brown has been uh, hanging in there the past been. week or so. Um, yeah. Embiid had 60 fantasy points in that game. I expect him to have another big game. Um and uh, to your point earlier about staying off of Jokic, you know, um, for me, um, you know, it's it's sort of a, a toss up between Embiid and Jokic. Um, so it's uh, so anyway, and, and I guess, you know, given the given the early and, and lead slates that could uh, on DK, that could change things up for folks as well. But I like Embiid a lot. Um, I really honestly don't like anyone else at their price points on on Philly for today. Um, I think that um, Harden could could hit value um, at his number, but there's a lot of other guys um, in the similar price range who I like as well. Um, and Harris has uh, now moved up to that higher price point. He finally uh, he finally yeah. did. He's been coming through. Um, but I think given the tough D matchup, I'm not looking at any of the other Sixers. Um, it's also a tough matchup for Cleveland, so I'm not interested in any of their big guys like like Garland. Um, I may keep a core in my player pool. They need them out there for his defense and at only 3,700, he may be that lit last guy slotted in that I need value on. He only needs, you know, eight tenths of a fantasy point per minute to hit value. And he's been getting right. a lot of minutes. Yeah, it's true. Uh, he's tough though to watch, man. He is not an <laughs> offensive minded guy, but, uh, you're right. He can step up. I, I neglected to mention the reason why I don't like this game, and I'll mention it now, 28th and 26th in pace and two of the top nine defenses in the league. Nine for Philly, six for Cleveland, although Cleveland's certainly not as stopped defensively without their two bigs in there. But, you know, this game's real easy. I'll save us some time here. 
there's a lot of prices that are inflated because these two teams have played well in different spots uh, on, on both of these rosters. And then some of the value guys just aren't worth, just don't cut the mustard for me today. So I like Embiid. Embiid's my my center of choice. I like him better than Jokic just uh, based on the matchup. And uh, the I think the game stays close enough. And so uh, I think Embiid eats up Brown pretty good. Love certainly can't guard him. I'm not sure what else they're going to do uh, to try to stop him. So I've got to play Joel here. He's my uh, probably top play on the whole slate. Uh, but I don't want any of the other inflated prices. Uh, and I, I agree with you, uh, you know, defensively. These two teams both can play it. So it's going to be real simple for me. I like this game It's as far as watching it and uh, I think it'll be a fun game, but it's going to be Joel Embiid or bust and just move on down the road for me. I'm with you. Sounds good. All right. The next six o'clock game, New York Knicks, Orlando Magic. Knicks are favored by five. It's only a 215 total here. 110 implied for the Knicks, 105 for Orlando. This, this one sounds ugly before we even talk about it. Um We've got injuries. Grimes and McBride questionable. Noel, Randall, and Rose out. And then this insanity of Orlando not knowing what's going on here. We've got Anthony and Franz Wagner questionable. Schofield questionable. We know Carter and Suggs are already out. So what a confusing mess here. You've got the game set. Knicks 27th in pace. Orlando 11th. Knicks 11th defensively. Orlando 18th. So is this one of those games you were talking about you don't have to mess with because there's so many good ones on the on the board today? Yep, yep. Zero playoff indicate implications, tons of game time decisions. The only one I'm going to keep in my consideration is Obi Toppin on FanDuel at 4,400. He'll yeah. be playing, you know, full minutes for the injured Randall. Um, you know, possibly Barrett at 7,300 on FanDuel, but he's way deep on my list. And other than that, I am a full pass. Yeah, you know, I don't want any of the Knicks. I, I really don't. I mean, I know Toppin's a good price. R.J. Barrett's probably going to score. So, I mean, you, if you wanted to, you could go to those two spots. I get that. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that I might not have a GPP with one of those guys in it. But what I want to wait and find out, and it's really important to me here, and this is what I was talking about earlier. You're going to – you have 12 games, 24 teams going – Nobody gives two hoots about the Knicks and Magic. And you got all these other guys to pick from. So people are just going to immediately write it off. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not because I want the Orlando news. Because this is the kind of one or two guys that can make or break your lineup. If Orlando, they don't want to win. They're trying to get the most ping pong balls possible. If they sit Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, and Chumo Kiki, who are all questionable, with already having Carter or Suggs out, all of a sudden you're in a scenario where you can have an R.J. Hampton or a Markel Fultz, a Mo Wagner, guys like that that can just blow you know, 40, 50 fantasy points at a 4.2, 3.6 uh, salary. So this could be a, a key game for me. Now, if all those guys play, uh, no, I want nothing to do with it, obviously. Yeah. But if you have the majority of them out, I think you can get two value plays here that can 15x, 10x, and uh, set you up to really take something down. Okay. So I like yeah. it. 
watch this Orlando news. If you want to be a part of what we're doing at Coach Talk and not have to follow all this, we're following every piece of information. We'll be posting updates in Discord throughout the day and up until lock. At DFS Coach Talk, we give out a coach's clipboard with the five core plays, all the rest filled in in the clipboard for you to pick from. But we do give out full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, both cash and GPP. And these are the type of edges that we look for uh, to make a difference to take stuff down. And you can keep an eye on it. We'll be posting about 25 minutes before with lineups, but we'll be posting throughout the day uh, with all of this news. So DFSCoachTalk.com, this is why we're here. This is why we're putting in the big hours. And this is why we're going to this next game, which everybody, their brother, their sister, their mother, their sister-in-law are stacking this game, Deb. And I I would assume that you're on it as well, as (laughs) you have to be if you're a DFS player. And I'm talking about a 7 p.m. start of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Houston Rockets. Only problem here, Minnesota is a 12 and a half point favorite. That's the only caveat. But, you know, we'll see. 243 and a half is a bingo. 128 implied for Minnesota, which is really a monster number. I I don't seen too many this high uh, all season. 115 and a half for Houston, which is no... Uh, you know, joke either. Minnesota has Malik Beasley questionable and Jaden McDaniels out. Zero injuries listed for Houston because they've already eliminated some players uh, for the season. So they're sort of uh, where where they're going to be. You've got the two fastest paced teams in the league. So uh, one and two. Houston just playing for fun. Minnesota, you know, really trying to lock down a good spot. Defensively, Minnesota's uh, 13th, Houston dead last again. So Houston, second in pace, last in defense. Man, does this game look like, you know, how many do you play here on a giant slate like this? What is too many? How many are you going to use, Deb? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna use at least three here. Okay. Um, it's uh, this is a spicy game, and I think that you know, with some of these, uh, you know, the potential for some of these high DFS scores. I think if you don't have some of these guys in your lineup, um, you're going to be missing out. And nobody's that expensive, so um, you know, I think that's where uh, you know the providers made a little bit of a mistake because it's making it too easy to go to these guys. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, I absolutely love Towns. Now, again, we've already talked about, you know, Embiid, we've already talked about Jokic, but, you know, Towns is the least expensive. Um, and only uh, 8,700 on FanDuel, 9,600 on DK. And, you know, he's facing a, a really weak uh, front court on uh, Houston. Um, and he's very motivated. So I like him a lot. Um I also like Anthony Edwards, fairly priced at 7,600 on FanDuel, 7,700 on DK, and he's been um, he's been playing really well. I like him in this matchup. Um, and Russell, who's down to I don't understand this, 5,300 on FanDuel. I don't Doesn't understand it either. at all. So it almost forces you to play him. It almost forces you to play him. Right. Like that um, taco thing on uh, Prize Picks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. He's our he's our taco Sunday guy. I mean, you know, this team, Houston's allowed the the most assists and the fifth most points to guards. So he feels almost like a lock. Um, 
on the uh you know honestly i even like beverly here it's sub k sub 5k on both FanDuel and dk there's almost not a starter on minnesota that i don't like against the houston right. defense and with the you know with the points that they're um expected to put up on the board um on the Houston side, uh, there's a couple of guys I like as well. It's not Porter, who's now over 8K. He may still be able to hit that number. He's been playing fantastic, but that's yeah. too high for me. I think Green is still a good value on FanDuel at 6,700. Yeah. Um, and I like Sanguine here. I think he's going to play. Um, there's no wood. He's gone. He's he, yeah. he's he can play power forward on FanDuel, and he's only 5,800. We know Cat's defense isn't the best. Um, and, uh, they're going to need to, you know, they're going to need to keep up on the scoring end. And, uh, we've seen this guy can, can play. So, um, that's, that's my takedown. I mean, at least three, it's, it's almost a definite on Russell, a probable on towns, um, and, and likely a green or sanguine. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm with you on pretty much same type of thinking, except I'm not going to go cat cause I'm just so, I've got so many centers already that I want to play. I do like Russell and Edwards both. I'm not going to play both of them. Probably going to play Russell um, on on FanDuel because I can't pass them up. And I think Edwards' price on DraftKings is fair at 7-7. Seven, seven. Like so those going to play a combination of those two guys being my exposure for Minnesota. For Houston, um, I don't really want to pay up the 8-4s too much for Porter with, with Bev- Beverly defense. I do like Green. I know I've been on him a lot. Sometimes he pays off, sometimes he doesn't. But I do like him at 7-5 here. I, I think he's such a, a high-ceiling scorer. Uh, so he's my favorite target there. I, I agree with Shen just because of that power forward el- eligibility. At 7K, he should get the majority of the minutes at the big. And we know he's a terrific points-per-minute guy. Uh, so Shen as long as I see he's playing full minutes, I think is a great play. Um, you know, it's hard because on a smaller slate, guys like Josh Christopher are, are a really good play at 4-6. Uh, maybe GPP-ish, but not sure I can go any deeper than that. So I will have maybe uh, three guys from this game as well. I think you need exposure here. Some of the pricing's right, and there's going to be so many possessions and points that you, you just can't ignore it. All right. Next seven o'clock game, Deb. Portland at San Antonio. Could be a blowout here. San Antonio by 14. That's a big number. 231 total, 108 and a half implied for Portland. 122 and a half for the Spurs. A pretty big number there. Injuries, we've got uh Watford is probable. Hart and Winslow out for. Spurs, all the big news here is DeJounte Murray. Is he or isn't he going to play? He's questionable. The pop factor involved with this. Primo probable and McDermott out. So it's hard here. How do you determine this game without knowing the, you know, what Murray's situation is? You know, as far as uh, the game set numbers here, Portland 15th in pace, San Antonio 4th. So you have some great pace. And terrible defense again. So another combination that you don't want to really miss out on. Portland's second worst in the league at 29th. And the Spurs at a very poor 20th. So I almost feel like I have to have exposure here. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting because, you know, given how poor Portland's been, 
you know, some of their guys have really been priced up. Um, and, uh, you know, Eubanks at seven, six, you know, <laughs> would consider that. Um, so, uh, you know, William contract is, guy. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. The third, a three time or four time 10 day contract guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Williams is at seven, one, same thing. I'm not, I can't go to those guys with this sort of slate. So um, the only uh, player in consideration for me on the Portland side um, is again, a little bit of a sneaky value play with Greg Brown. He's uh, he scored at least 28 fan, uh, fantasy points um, in uh, the last two games that they've played against San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, and he is only 3,700 on FanDuel and 4,400 on DK. So yeah. I am, and he's, he's starting. So I am definitely going to um, keep him um, high in my pool, as sort of, particularly on a, on a GPP. Yeah. Um, and then on the San Antonio side, it is all about the news. Um, I like Murray in this position if he plays and if he and if he's going to be playing full minutes. Um, if he doesn't play, um, I like Vassell at uh, or Vassell at fifty five hundred. Um, okay. I'm probably not going to go to Keldon Johnson. He's playing well, but priced above seven thousand. I've had just too many games where he hasn't. Uh, hasn't hit value. So, um, and again, on, on a slate this big, I'd like to go with uh, more of the proven guys at that price range. So probably just one or two for me out of this game. I really like the Greg Brown play and then maybe Vassell at 5,500. Yeah. I'm going to use this game similar to you as, as far as value. I think Brown's a terrific play as well. Uh, I mean, you don't get that much value for a guy that should get that many minutes and has been producing. So I think it's a real sharp play at 4-4. I think you can consider Brandon Williams a little bit at 6-6. Six, six. Um, I like if if DeJounte Murray sits, I may uh, go with Trey Jones as the other super secret squirrel play of the day at 4-2, but that's only if Murray is 100% out. If not, he's not playable. But Jones has stepped up and done well at the point for them um, You know when, when Murray is sat. Other than that, I'm not. I'm just not going to get popped today. I refuse. There's all these games, and with Primo, Vassell, Johnson, you know, Pertle Walker, Collins, Landell, Richardson's getting big minutes. I just too much of a, a risk. I know there's some reward if you hit on the right guy, and guys like Johnson and Vassell and Richardson are averaging upper 20s in minutes, but. You know, as soon as you feel comfortable with that, they'll play 20 minutes and then you're sunk. So uh, I'm not going to go too deep there at all uh, unless Murray sits. Okay. All right, let's go to uh, a low, low total game here. It is the next 7 o'clock game. It's the Miami Heat-Toronto Raptors. Toronto minus 3, 212 total, 104.5 implied for Miami and 107.5 for the Toronto Raptors. No injuries listed other than Max Struess for Miami as questionable. Two guys questionable for Toronto, and that's Flynn and uh, Watanabe. So you've got two um, interesting teams here, low numbers. You've got poor pace, 29th and 25th. Great defense, 9th and 5th. Seems like we've got 9th and 6th. Uh, is it uh, no fifth and eighth? I'm sorry. So it seems like there's a lot of good defensive teams against each other and bad defensive teams against each other. And here we've got that scenario that just is really tough to play. I mean, 
You've got Butler and Autobio priced up. Van Vliet's expensive. Siakam's expensive. Barnes is pretty pricey. You know what, Dev? I'm just going to cut to the chase. I'll let you comment. But the pricing is not good here. I think the scoring is low. I do think it's a competitive game. But, you know, can you spend up for all these any of these guys in this situation? I'm not too comfortable with it. I mean, the only guy I'd even think of, but again, that damn center position, it's it's uh, out of bio at 8-3, but I think this can be a full pass for me, Deb. You took the words right out of my mouth. I, I feel, like you, I feel like you read my notes. <laughs> it's going to be a hard-fought game. I will enjoy watching it. Both teams are healthy for a change. Not fast-paced, not high-scoring. Guys are fairly priced. I'm completely staying away. That's it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there's just no, there's nothing that dives out like this guy nothing. is a great value or this guy is, uh, you know, just you have to pay up for him. I'm with you. All right. Okay. Well, Move on. We'll keep the train moving. Phoenix Suns, Oklahoma City Thunder. Massive blowout potential here, obviously. It's Phoenix minus 14 and a half, 223 total, 118.75 implied for Phoenix. And uh, 104.25 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, as far as any designations here, and this news could change as the day goes on, the guys that are resting today are quite impressive group with Phoenix. Aiton, Booker, Crowder, Kaminsky, and Saric. For Oklahoma City, uh, you've got a questionable tag on Poku, which makes a difference. difference. Pokachevsky's been playing a lot. Uh, uh, Robinson Earl is actually questionable back in the mix, but Trey Mann and Kenrich Williams are out. So as far as statistically here, we've got Phoenix um, is sitting at, where are they here? Ninth in pace, Oklahoma City 12th. So that's respectable. Uh, Phoenix third in defense, though, Oklahoma City 18th. I don't know. I don't think this is a write-off game with all these guys sitting. What do you think? I would agree. Um, this is another game where I'm going to focus on value. Um, I know that the the spread is really high, but you know OKC has been hanging in there with teams, and they're really going to be playing against the second team for the most part here on Phoenix. Yeah. Um, I think there's some really good opportunities on Phoenix with all these guys sitting. Um, Mikhail Bridges to start things off is only 5,800 on both DK and FanDuel. You know, the ball is going to be in his hands a lot, um, with Booker out and with, uh, with, with Crowder out. Um, so he's someone that I'm eyeing at that mid range. Cam Johnson's coming back off injury. He has not played well yet, but he's only 4,600 on DK. Um, and, uh, you know, he's going to, I mean, he's the scorer out there with, with, uh, with, with Booker and Aiton out. He's really, I mean, you know, Paul is not a scorer first. Bridges is not a scorer first. Cam Johnson is. So, you know, he's right. got the real potential to, to smash that value. Right. Um, as will Landry Shamit, who has been playing poorly all year until about the last three weeks where he's turned it up a bit. So if mm -hmm. he's, if he's hot tonight, um, he's also someone at 3K minimum on DK and 3,600 on Vandal who has a very high ceiling tonight. Um, if he lands three or four of those threes, um, you know, and a few uh, assists and rebounds, he, you know, he will smash that value. And he's going to get the minutes tonight. Um, right. 
And then finally, uh, you know, uh, McGee, um, again, 3,600 on FanDuel, 3,800 on DK. You could probably even go to Biombo at the bare minimum, who's also going right. to get minutes. Um, but either of those guys um, are, are going to get the minutes. They're going to get a lot of rebounds. They're playing against a, you know, a shaky OKC backcourt. So uh, the hard part's going to be who to choose from because you can't have them all. Um, wow. but, uh, but a lot of these guys are, are really attracted to me and it's probably would come down to, you know, can I fit in a, a bridges at 5,800 or do I need to just go down to a Shamit at, you know, at, at more like minimum three K, right. um, I will probably end up with two of those guys. Okay. Um, and then on the thunder side, you know, <laughs> the starters are actually more expensive than the Phoenix starters. So <laughs> I'm a little less excited about them. And, and I, uh, you know, I'm struggling to figure out uh, who who the actual play is um, in this game. I mean, you, you know, you know, if Poku plays, you could go to Poku. You, I mean, uh, Maladon's been playing great. Yeah. Um, but uh, how about you, Coach? Anyone you're willing to consider on OKC? You know, I, I it seems like this game should blow out. It really does. I get it, uh, but I'm trying to game script it. I've been playing Maladon a lot. Maladon a lot. He's been really good with uh you know the main guys out i don't know it's seven four if i could bite that off against this great uh defense of, of phoenix and chris paul so i just i'd love to but i don't have the guts to do it i really don't trust anybody else i mean poku being 50 50 to play i guess you can find some great you know krejci maybe you know roby i i mean those guys are all possibilities but if you feel really comfortable with them, uh, you know, I, that's that's interesting. But probably just not going to risk it because Olivier Saar, Lindy Waters, if, if JRE gets back in the mix, to, it's just such a disaster there of trying to figure out who to go with. Um, Maladon, I can see if you wanted to, it makes sense. I just don't like the matchup. And then um, probably not going to have any any of the, the Thunder yeah, players. That's but, you know. Let me ask you this on Cam Johnson. Any inside skinny, you know, being the Phoenix Suns fan uh, of him with minutes in this game? I have not heard anything about a minutes restriction yet. Um, okay. No. So I'll be on the lookout for that for sure. In because, fact, you know, uh, if he played 30 minutes in this game at 4.6, being the I score mean, he is, it could be, you know, 10x kind of I, scenario. I agree. I so agree. I want to keep an eye on that. Um, the guy that I feel most comfortable with, again, I, I don't know how I'm going to play all these centers. You think they'll let me play six centers today, <laughs> Deb? <laughs> but I want, Javel, I want JaVale McGee at 3-6. I, I just I He's such a points-per-minute DFS stud totally. against the worst interior defense in the league. Totally. Uh, and I think you got to play McGee in a lot of lineups here, both cash and, and GPP. I think you got to play a lot more DK than FanDuel, where at least you get the second center, right? And Yahoo as well. I mean, yeah. that's the only, you know, I don't know if I have the courage to put him in my cash lineup on FanDuel as my only center, certainly in GPP. But yeah, I, I like McGee all over the place. Maybe some Cam Johnson, maybe some Mikhail Bridges would be the three top plays. Corey Craig will get some uh, ownership because he's had some good games, but don't quite trust him as well. And the prices are cheap on the other guys. So I'll have a couple of sons. I think it, it makes sense to do that. 
All right. You ready cool. for the two late games? Let's do it. Nine o'clock, Golden State Warriors, Sacramento Kings. Golden State, five and a half. Big 222 number. 113.75 for Golden State. 108.25 for the Kings. Um, this is another head-scratcher game for sure. Phoenix uh, has – or a Phoenix. Um, where am I at? I went went to the wrong – Golden uh, State. Golden State. <laughs> they have Curry out. We know that. Sacramento has Alex Lynn questionable. Big news there, right? Alex Lynn. Uh, Davis, Fox, and Sabonis out. So, oh, this game gives me a headache. 14th in pace, Golden State. Sixth, Sacramento. Defensively, we know Golden State's second. Sacramento doesn't defend. They're 27th. This, this is one of those games where it's like, what do we do here? Is it Davion Mitchell? Uh, Jordan Poole kicked me right square in the, you know what, yesterday <laughs> with his monster game. He's been really good, man. I can't believe yeah. him. Uh, do, do you like those two point guards? I know that's who everybody's going to start with. Yeah, you know, um, gosh, uh, not today. I really no. don't today. No, I mean, you know, Poole is up to 8,100 and he deserves it. But in mm -hmm. that range, I'm staying away. Again, it, it goes against my stars and scrubs for today. There's just so much value. They are coming off of a late night, you know, back-to-back. -back. Um, in fact, because of that back-to-back, -back, I think that Clay and Green both sit this game. Yeah. Um, I think that news comes out. I'm hoping it comes out before, you know, I'm making the majority of my lineups because um, uh, Kerr sat them the back-to-back the -back earlier in the week. And right. Clay has not played a back-to-back -back since he's come back. No, so, and he had a monster game, too. Yeah, and he had a monster game, played 39 minutes. So I think they sit, um, in yeah. which case it will open up some value on the Golden State side, which I like against mm -hmm. the pace of Sacramento. I think Gary Payton's a great play at 3,500 yeah. FanDuel, 3,900 DK. And I, I just have to, I don't know. Maybe it, I mean, maybe there's one wild shot with Kaminga. I love Kaminga, but he killed us that one game. He is, he is up and down like crazy. But I think Sacramento is the kind of team that he can uh, that he his skills will show well against, and he's only forty one hundred on on Fanduel and forty seven hundred on DK. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm going to look at some value on the Golden State side. That's it. Um, and then on the on the Sacramento side, you know, uh, Mitchell is seventy two hundred, and that's fair. Um, and he'll probably be in my consideration set, but. Tough yeah. Golden State defense. Um, there's a lot of lot of great players today, so I'm not. I, he's certainly uh, not high on my list, but he'll be on it. Um, and I do like Barnes um, on Fanduel, 5100. You know, he's he's still getting the minutes. I think against a team like Golden State, um, he's going to play, and uh, um, he's been playing well the past few games. So he's he's definitely someone in a cash game situation that I'd consider. And he's fifty one hundred on Fanduel. Yeah, he's sixty three hundred on DraftKings. Yeah. how weird yeah. is that? I know. I think Barnes is a great value at fifty one hundred, and another guy hard to pass up. Yeah, with some of these crazy taco pricings on Fanduel, you know. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, though, very seldom do I I look at a game and say, "What the hell am I going to do here?" This this really, this could be a decisive game, Deb. It really could. I know it sounds weird, but Jordan Poole has gone ballistic. And 
I, you know, Davion Mitchell supposedly, you know, nicknamed the off night, but he's been given up points. He's all of a sudden become Davion Mitchell, the offensive player, and let's rest a little bit defensively. So I don't know if the, you know, the points bug is bitten him, but, you know, he, he gave up a ton of points uh, this week to players. Yeah. So I don't think pulls out of the question, but I, you know, you can't, when you, when a guy stings you and then you go right to him the next night, it just seems always to backfire. That's really right. Wrong. But I do think this sets up for a really good game for him. It's going to be cool too, because, you know, Gary Payton, the second that nicknamed the mitten, cause he's a good, such a great defender will probably guard Davion. So he's going to get a taste of his own medicine defense. Right. So I don't know if I want the seven, seven spend that for Mitchell either. Um, you know, maybe it is better to go value here. You know, you've got uh, a Peyton at 3-9. Like you said, a Kaminga, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him, though. You know, Wiggins is 6-4, but he hasn't stepped up at all. Um, Barnes at that cheap price is a good play. Maybe, you know, a Lyles or a Damian Jones. Jim Jones went absolutely crazy for me the other day, but – you know, the interior defense of the Warriors without Draymond, if he sits, is still decent enough. So, again, I, I know it sounds wishy-washy. I just haven't decided what I'm doing in this game. I I want to get solidified news of who's sitting. And I do agree with you. I, I, there's no way Clay's playing in this game. I can't imagine. And I think Draymond probably sits, but I don't know that for a fact. So right. this game is on the, you know, to-be-determined list for me. Um but as insane as it sounds, I have not eliminated Jordan Poole just yet. Okay. No, that's, hey, you know, I mean, he's, particularly if Clay sits, I mean, he's going to put up, what, 25 shots? Exactly. Easily? Yeah, he never oh. saw a shot he didn't like. That's exactly. Sure. Exactly. So, All right. So we'll think, let's follow that one, and we'll, we'll uh, hopefully come up with some uh, some real good insight as the, as the night goes on. All right, last game. Finally, we're here. Uh, it is a the, one of the biggest slates of the year, for sure. Yeah. It's the Pelicans Clippers. Clippers only favored by two. It's a 223.5 total. 110.75 play for the Pels. 112.75 for the Clippers. Um, as far as injuries in this game, uh, Zion's still out. Uh, cheeseburger uh, Sunday. And then we've got Clippers. We don't know what the hell's going on. Questionable tag, Paul George, Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Brandon Boston. Guys that we do know are out are Leonard, Powell, and Preston. So the Clippers have been on this bizarre rotation, many minutes restrictions, rest days. I don't know. They're managing this team like uh, – you know, you would uh, uh, when you have a 20 game lead or something, and they're still in the middle of the, the group here at 38 and 40. So, you know, I hope you can shed some light here. You've got below average pace, 20th and 18th, right? You know, decent defense. Pell's not bad, 17. Clippers, 10. I don't know. These late two games are enough. You know, we're going to need uh, a reset for these late two games by the time they come up. There's a little fatigue setting in at this point, certainly, in, exactly. uh, in analyzing these games. Uh, you know, playoff implications. Um, L.A. is currently eighth and New Orleans is ninth, so they may play each other and play in games. Um, Possibly. 
I like, I do like a couple of guys here. I definitely okay. do. Um, you know, I like Reggie Jackson. Um, I think with George in, it takes some of the defensive pressure off of Jackson. Uh, yeah. It gives him a little more freedom. Um, he's only 6,300 on DK, 6,100 on FanDuel. I think that's a real fair price. Um, right. Point guard position. Um, and so I'm definitely uh, looking at him in, in some of my uh, lineup builds. Um, right. You know, George, again, you know, he'll, I mean, he could have a smash night against New Orleans. Um, he probably will. At 9 9, he's just a little a bit pricey for me. Well, you he know, still has that questionable tag, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, I think he's going to play, but uh, okay. particularly didn't play last game. So, but I, I do, I think he's just a little bit too pricey for me. Um, and then one of your faves, Coach Morris, um, just 4,300 on FanDuel, 4,900 on DK. He's a great value, uh, assuming he gets the minutes. Well, that's the problem. You know, they put him on that little minutes cap of like 25 minutes the rest of the season. Yeah. So So I don't know what that means exactly. Right. I mean, you know, even at 25 minutes, he could hit his his value. Yeah. Um, But uh, but yeah, it makes it a little bit riskier for sure. Uh, I'm definitely not going to chase Covington's monster night by from Friday. What Um, the heck? How did that? And I and you know what? I I had him the game before. And then oh. this is me off. Oh. <laughs> he did okay, but I mean that was ridiculous. Um, Unreal. So, uh, so yeah, for me, I, I'm real high on Jackson there, and, and maybe Morris um, on the Pelican side. So here's my dilemma. I think that possibly the best center play tonight could be Valencianus because wow. he's going to be incredibly underowned. Joval as the number one center player. That's incredibly underowned. He's he's shown he can handle Zubach and the Clippers in the three games this year. He's averaged almost 28 points and 15 rebounds in 34 minutes. So I just I don't know. There's something I just think he's going to be very low owned and, you know, everyone's going to be going after Embiid or Kat or Jokic. Um, So there's something there and I'm not sure how that fits in yet, but there's something I like about him at at that price point. you you said it. You're going to get him at super low ownership, and that's really tempting in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, I'm I'm having a little trouble deciding Ingram or McCollum and who I like better. So, wonder if you have any perspective on that. Yeah, my perspective is the same. I like them both, so I don't like either one. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think they both will do well, but I think they're they what they do is limit each other's skill. Yeah. You know their their floor is pretty good, but I just don't want to spend eight seven or eight two when you know that usage right now is split between the two of them. Uh, they're both good, but not particularly crazy in this game to spend up there. I like your idea on Joe Val though. Super super sneaky play, and he has dominated that team, uh, and they're they're wanting to win. So yeah. yeah. Um, you know, but then you're back also in that dilemma is you've got three Pelicans in the eights, I you know, know. who'd you think know. you'd have that eight, seven, eight, two and eight, six for those three guys. So, you know, on a slate this big, it's hard to spend that money, but I get it. Um, for me, I need the news on the Clippers. You know, maybe Paul George smashes this slate. It's possible yeah. Yeah. if he plays and he's going to get minutes, he showed that he's like, in perfect shape. And it wasn't a lower body thing. It was an elbow. Yeah. So, yeah. 
you know, they he talk about good. a sneaky late game guy that could go break the slate for you. Paul George is is on my radar, but I need full. I need to know he's playing and they're going after this game and he's going to get the minutes, but I think he'd be a really sneaky play, but that's the only guy I'm interested unless he's, if he does happen to sit, I'll go along with you on the Reggie Jackson play. He could get up 20 plus shots. That's it. That is it. You want to do some more games for tomorrow? I love it. I Day love of it. rest tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and we desperately tried to stay within an hour. We didn't quite make it, but, you know, it. that's a lot of stuff. It's that's a lot. a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much. Great stuff. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, uh, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code COACHTALK and get uh, up to 100 bucks match on that first deposit. Give us a look, dfscoachtalk.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, we really, really appreciate a quick thumbs up and subscribe. That is enormous for us as we bring this to you seven days a week in front of the paywall. So, Dev, fantastic job. Thank you for joining on this. It would have been a tough one to do alone, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) A lot to digest. It was fun, Coach. Enjoyed it. No doubt. And Deb and I will be posting our lineups for the early slate and the main slate uh, in our Discord. So, Plenty of time still to come and join us here at Coach Talk. So for Miss Deb Lutz and myself, Joe Sarvati, I would like to thank you for joining us here on Coach Talk. We'll be back again tomorrow. And if you want to catch a live, uh, some more in-depth look at the live main slate tonight, I'll be with Gundacker uh, live on YouTube at 3 p.m. Eastern. And then we'll definitely be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it here at, at DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, Prize Picks, and all the plays <laughs> here at DFS Coach Talk. See you tomorrow.